the tabletop Take away Game mechanics on display Three designers share the stage Pick a genre and we'll play The tabletop Take away All right, well, welcome back. Uh, my name is Trevor Muller-Hagel. I'm Ananda Gunaratna. And I'm Charlie McCarran. And this is the Tabletop Takeaway. Yeah. Here we're going to talk about our takeaways from this, this me- mechanism, this mechanic of indu- logical induction. Yeah. Um, this is our bonus episode. Actually, does bonus episode mean... D- d- doesn't that sort of imply that it's... Uh, in addition to the regular ones on whatever schedule we do? Uh, I suppose, but I think in this case, bonus just means it's extra fun. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. So, All right. Yeah. Yes. All right, so uh, shake it off. Okay. Yes, yeah. this is our extra fun this, episode. This is kind of the episode. anything goes. We talk about this mechanic, and we've we've just played three of very different games within this mechanic of logical induction. And so I'm now in this episode... You know, all three of us are game designers. We're, you know, going to talk about what has inspired us from this mechanic and what we might want to use in our own games. Yeah. Um, but so, first, is there other things we should talk about just as a general uh, overview of logical induction, things we've learned? Induction versus yeah. deduction and all of that fun stuff. Yeah, we were, we were talking a little bit about, a little bit more about the, the difference between them and... I the examples of deductive games that I can think of are puzzles like Sudoku, right? So in, in Sudoku, uh, you know the rules and you're trying to figure out where all the numbers go. Right. right uh, in, yeah. in, in in properly deductive games, you know all the information. Well, you know the the general rules at the start, and you're trying to figure out where things fit in, which mostly uh, is something that you see in in single player puzzles. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And social deduction, one of the classic names for games, you're saying, is actually sort of wrong. Technically, Cause, yes. Because in deduction, the main difference is you're not making tests right. on people. Yeah, yeah. Game, games that involve testing things and revealing information are very much inductive, I think. Yeah, because you're trying to find out the solution. Right. Where before, you, you know what the thing is supposed to look like for a Sudoku puzzle. Yeah. All the numbers will be filled in. Right. But you have to figure out how they fill in. Yes. Versus like, okay, maybe there's no werewolves actually at the table. Maybe they're all in the middle and we don't know that. Right. And so you're trying to figure out, you know, everyone's roles using the limited information you have. Yeah. And and, and I think, or or sorry. Yeah. Well, I I just think we have picked a very specific niche of games. Like even if these other games in broader sense are maybe in logical induction, like we picked games where... You don't know what the rule is. That's yeah. like the key, that the key component or the key mechanism. Yeah, that keeps the which I think is a very interesting, absolutely and different type of a game. Yeah, well, high replayability too, because it could you really don't know when you're going into it what it's going to be, other than it like it will fit something like these other things yeah. you've done. Yeah, you know? and, and induction gives you an experience unlike most other games because I, I would say sort of the core emotion and core joy of the genre is. The joy of scientific discovery, mm-hmm. right, of, right? Of taking evidence and and working out the rules of the game universe um, mm-hmm. from that evidence. That's sort of the big appeal uh, to these these types of games. Absolutely, yeah. And I think as a designer too, that's one of my main things I want to take away from this is that feeling of scientific 
discovery. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the discovery high of like, okay, now I know this piece of information. Now how can I make that work for me in a new way? Or if it's, you know, the whole point, like I've done it, I've figured this out, and that's just a, a high on its yeah. own. Yeah, it's, it's especially nice when it, it sort of goes both ways, right? Like you use the clues to figure out the rule, and then you can u- exploit the rule. Right. Um, that's, that's a really cool feeling, which not all of these quite... uh I, that. Right, but like alchemists, for example, you figure out the rules for making potions, and then you can use those rules to make specific potions, which always feels pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Um, and Trevor, you mentioned RPGs in the episode about Visitor, uh-huh. which I think is interesting now that I think about it, because RPGs have so much mystery to them, Yeah. and these games also have a lot of mystery to them. Um, oh, absolutely. Which is interesting, because they seem like very different... One is very story based. Uh huh. Narrative is, and you yeah, know, lore focused. Loosey goosey, and this is like there is a solution for most in most cases, but I think it's really cool because most board games there's not much mystery other than right. Like you could there's maybe a deck of Will cards. Will I get that card mysterious. that I want? Right. But like if you looked at the game, you would have figured out. Right, that card. I don't know. <laughs> well, and it's you know not to not to pull in a really outside example, but booster packs for like Magic: The Gathering. Oh, oh, discovery, yeah. right? Yeah. That well, finding what you got. The and, mystery you know, box. The mis- I didn't know that existed. Yeah, <laughs> but like, yeah, just being able to like then exploit that in a in a game, you know. Mm-hmm. And so like, yeah, yeah, it's really interesting how those two have a very similar uh, writing that discovery high, but in very different ways. I- I mean, Charlie, you you were just talking about RPGs, yeah. And I mean, I, I think an induction-based RPG could be a ton of fun. Ooh. Um, which actually brings me to to a question: which which genres pair well with induction, or or can you imagine pairing induction with? Because it, it's something that I think can work very well with other genres. Like, for example, um, Alchemists obviously is a worker placement slash induction game. Sure. Um, the games we played were closer to pure induction. Um, Absolutely, that was the core but, and whole point of the game was that mechanism. Right. Right. Um, what, but, what other genres are you thinking of? Because I was oh. sort of drawing a blank of how to. I'm sure there's a way to incorporate it in another game, but it does feel, I don't know, well, tricky. Well, I mean, like I was saying, if if you. If you have things that go both ways, like you figure out the rule and then use the rule to make certain things happen, um, I'm sure that could fit into a lot of... Sure. Of, oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I like that, actually, because like, in these games, we're basically coming to the point where we solve the thing. Right. But like, that is a fun idea, where you know that you solved the thing and now you can take that knowledge and use it for good or evil in whatever game yeah. like imagine turing machine okay i found the numbers now that lets me do this thing now yeah. the robots rise up against us <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean I, I suppose the big challenge there is that in a board game people most of the information needs to be in people's heads right um so like if if i don't know you have a game where uh, maybe there's maybe it's a war game and and the units you don't know exactly how they work, but oh. then the question is how do you resolve things? But I, I suppose one the the Turing machine mechanism is one example of how you could mm. solve that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like use my laser cannon. It has a, th- this kind of thing and it's good against these things. 
and you play it against the the defender's verification card. Yeah. And then it shows you how many hits you get against yeah. them. Yeah. You know? Well, speaking of war games, like Fog of War as a thing is hard to do sometimes in a sure. compelling way in games. Maybe uh, maybe this could be a way to do that Fog of War where you're trying, where to, you're figure trying to figure out, out yeah. like where the troops are and how they're going to move. Well, that's a little bit more Captain Sonar as well, where you're like, you're hearing them do movements and you're trying, are you, is that induction or deduction? That's an interesting comparison. Yeah, so the basic idea of that is you have a grid, kind of like advanced battleship. You're trying to figure out where they are. One ship and the ship moves. But you know it can move. Well, yeah, hidden movement games. Mm -hmm. You also mentioned Letters from Whitechapel. Right. Where it's not exactly like a logic puzzle. But it is sort of. It, I don't know. You yeah. you you gather evidence and use that to figure out what's going on. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You're doing tests by like uh-huh. uh, shooting, like or... shooting. Yeah, <laughs> did it hit? <laughs> yeah, battleship. Yeah. What is that? Um, it could count. Yeah, uh, I mean the the rule in question is just an arrangement of ships, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'd be, but I'd very be very curious to explore an RPG using induction. Yeah, I, what, what would that look like? Yeah, and and that's what's hard. Like I, when you were talking about having these inductions that create a rule, and then you can use the rule for other things, I immediately think uh, technology trees and civ games. Right. And because like, okay, well, I figured out that these things can go together and they create this. And then I can use that and this other thing to create this other thing. So like recipe yeah. kind of things or combination-based things. Yeah, game games based on recipes, yeah. um, certainly. Although often, once you've figured out the recipe, that doesn't tell you anything else. Right. Um, like it just tells right. you how to do that one recipe. Um, the, the cool thing about alchemists uh, relative to other sort of crafting games, sure. if, if you can call alchemist a crafting game, is that figuring out the rules behind one po- specific potion can help you figure out the rules behind other potions that you haven't even tried yet? Sure. Um, mm. And I, I think that's, that's like cool. yeah, I think that's like the really cool thing where you can like you figure out one crafting recipe and then based on that you can figure out that other certain recipes must also be possible and what their likely ingredients are. Sure. Um, Sounds like we're going to have to play Alchemists in the future. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. who knows, maybe it could be in an episode. I, I mean, I... I oh, that's early, sorry. Well, that, <laughs> that, that that's definitely going to be my suggestion for the Worker Placement series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I really want to play it. I haven't played it yet, so you talk about it a lot, so I don't really want to mm-hmm. play it now. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while for me, so. Well, uh, one question I had about this, all of these games we played are like race games. You're trying to get to sure. the end first, trying to solve the solution. And how would you make this in not just a race game format? Uh, well, uh, actually, I can think of one example. Um, Tragedy Looper uh, oh, is... Yeah. Uh, so it's cooperative. It's co-op. Right? Well, semi-co-op. Well, semi, that's exactly yeah. what I was going to suggest, actually, is making it cooperative. Yeah. That's interesting. So, yeah, so Tragedy Looper has three time travelers versus one evil mastermind. <laughs> awesome. And um, the the time travelers are trying to prevent a tragedy, but they have no idea what's going on at the start of the game. <laughs> uh, and so they have to piece together what the rules of the scenario are based on uh, oh, just doing things cool. and seeing what happens. That is a great example. I, I've played that game. It is That's one where you feel dumb. But <laughs> you, uh, you definitely, like... Le- um, 
But it's fun because you oh we we failed right away, and it's more fun because it's cooperative. Right. Yeah. I think that actually answers my question in the last episode about how do you make players not feel dumb? Give them a teammate. And oh yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, they come together, and then yeah, yeah, don't feel point. dumb because yeah. there's two of you. Yeah. And, and then later in the game, you get to feel smart because you figure out what's happening. Right. Yeah. Um, and that that's actually a really good point to me because the between these three games, Turing Machine made me feel the dumbest. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh-huh. I had the most fun with the visitor. But with because the, you were on a team mm, with the alien, or if I wasn't, even as the as the agent, because I'm, I, I don't feel that. Uh, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm. I have limited options in front of me, right? Yeah. And I'm testing those options against the barrier, and it's not like, okay, well, that didn't work. That makes sense. And you're like, you're working on the puzzle, but it's not your fault that it didn't work. Hmm. And so, like, mm-hmm. you don't, you don't feel that pressure of like there is a right answer, and if you don't get it right, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, like, the, it, it puts less emphasis on that, you know, that test. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. I I'm curious. Actually, that makes me think, I wonder how much of Turing Machine makes you feel dumb because there's numbers and math. Like, Ooh. not the saying that, um, I, I wonder if you could do a reskin of it with, like, little Fairies. cute puppies. But, <laughs> uh, and people would still probably feel like they're not but getting they'd be the solution. Cute and it'd be but fun. I'm and... just curious if, no. like, the presentation somehow could, and it was like an app instead of. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need I, more app games. Specifically. I, I mean, not numbers. Numbers can be intimidating to yeah. players. Yeah, yeah. Um, even I don't know. I don't feel it's like not the complicated math or anything. Yeah, no, it doesn't have. That it's just much equal math to involved. or greater than mostly right. most of the time. Right. And uh, that was not a, a dig on you, Trevor, because actually you work with math all the time. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, it's fine. That makes but, me feel stupid too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's. Maybe we. I, I will, I'll try that. Maybe can I do a a logical induction puzzle that is more like could be like Zendo, but mm. um, but has like a very specific purpose logical solution or something okay. like that. I don't know. Could be interesting. And I was so my my question that I uh, I prepared uh, is more. Can you have a logical induction me- mechanism or mechanic in a game as a side mechanic, I mean, like as a small piece, or does it need to be kind of more front and center? Well, I, mm. I mean, I, I would say alchemists again, although it is pretty important in alchemists. Yeah, but there is also a huge worker placement and resource management aspect to the sure, game. Sure, sure. So I'm, I'm thinking kind of like. Going back to our RPG, if like you had an RPG board game, you come up on a puzzle and you're trying to solve a puzzle in the game, hmm. logical induction would be a really just good way to do that. Sure, yeah. yeah. I but think like, the only downfall is that it, for it to be a good puzzle, it kind of takes a while for people to figure out. And, right. And it occupies a lot of attention. Like if, if you want something that's going to be interesting, p- people are going to need to think about it a lot, yeah. which makes it hard to be just Small. a tiny part of yeah. the game. Because this is making me think. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Finish. Well, well, just like if you think about, I I always am thinking about the attention resources of players because yeah. players have a limited pool of attention, mm-hmm. and uh, logical induction I would say is something that is expensive in terms of attention. Sure. So it's difficult to justify it being a small part of the game if you're spending so much player attention on it. 
Yeah. So basically, the game would have to pause in all other respects, and that would have to be right. Yes. What everyone focuses on for either a moment or yeah. for whatever it is. Yeah. You you can't really have it going on and and have enough attention resources to meaningfully dedicate to other game right uh, activities. Yeah. I feel like it was Mansions of Madness might have had a little bit of that going on. It's been a long time since I played that, but it had little clue puzzles scattered around, and you're trying to like find those while also being chased by monsters. Right. All of that. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, I, I think it may have tried that, and that was hard to split that focus, like you're yeah. saying. Uh, Charlie, you were going to say something? Well, yeah, oh, yeah, this is making me think of your prototype, you know, we played where you're trying to be guessing a word um, while oh, other yeah. things are going on. The, the, the um, are you talking about the one uh, that's uh, Curse of the Genie? Yeah, Curse of the Genie. Or the Jinn? Yeah. Or the Genie? Either one. Either one. Yeah. Great. I'll but take it. I, I thought that was really fun. and But it, would, it opened my eyes to the fact that, wow, it takes a lot of brain power. You're talking about like... To analyze. Yeah. To figure this out where I had felt like I had to write down everything yeah. in what seemed like it was going to be a quite simple game. And I loved it, actually, because of that. There was a lot of lo- uh, logic out mm-hmm. what this word could be. Um but yeah, that that is another reason why I think it even like a small puzzle can take a while to figure yeah. out. Yeah. And I do know like games like Gloomhaven and Descent always get a, a flack for there being no other mechanics other than fighting. Mm. Uh, and so like I bet you they even tried to have these puzzles in there and it mm. just maybe bogged the game down too much. I remember in the earlier edition we were playing uh, there was a like lever puzzle during the story, and we couldn't even go to it because we were too busy fighting. Because like mm, it's right. turn based, and you're being attacked, and you're trying mm, to like prevent yeah. people from escape. Like you don't have time, and so like being able to have a pause moment mm-hmm. where everyone works on the puzzle, yeah, might be nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, you sometimes you have to prioritize what your game is going to be about mm-hmm. um, because it can't be about everything. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Unless you're making like a artistic statement type of a game right <laughs> which yes. is cool when people do that i was i was but, gonna do that but we don't have to yeah you, you, <laughs> i mean yeah well any other thoughts uh final thoughts on logical induction i i, I think the genre has a lot of space for innovation yeah um mm-hmm. yeah. I, I think there's a lot you can do with it uh so yeah i mean these three games alone really like show the breadth of what it could be you know mm-hmm. like this was a wide array, and those are three of them. Mm-hmm. And my my last question kind of is, I'm curious if you could make a game that you're playing all against the game so you don't need a moderator, but I wonder if there's a way to make like more fuzzy rules like in Visitor. Than mm, without like, a moderator. Yeah. Could, I, I, could you have a, a semi-moderator, a person who is both on their team but also part of the game oh maybe you you could have um everybody could be a a part moderator like if everyone has a rule oh and you need to satisfy all the rules Uh, that's actually kind of similar to uh, my game crash landers (laughs) where players are aliens who don't speak the same language and are trying to put together a spaceship to escape yeah Um, now that i now that i think about it it's an obvious choice that Ananda would bring up logical <laughs> induction games because you have that, you have... Yeah, um, I mean, I've, I've, I've tried my hand. You had the code 
breaking game. Yeah. Also, yeah. Yeah, I've, are, I've done quite a few of them. Yeah. <laughs> we just need to get those out there in the world so people can play them because I think they're cool. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Ananda, for um, proposing this theme yes. idea. Yeah. Uh, yes. Gave me a lot of good exposure to games I wouldn't have played otherwise. So mm-hmm. very good. Yeah. So that wraps up our series on logical induction. Stay tuned for our next mechanic that we will pick for the next series. TBD. (laughs) Hey, thanks for listening to The Tabletop Takeaway. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. So please tell your friends and visit our website at thetabletoptakeaway.com where you can suggest games and mechanics for us to cover next on the show. Mm